Welcome back, everyone, on this episode of Upgrade Adam. Adam will be discussing servant leadership with Dr. Katie Smith. Let's go. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop in and kind of explain why this uh, episode's a little bit different than some of our other episodes. I was asked um, a couple of months ago to do an interview for my alma mater for my the college I went to, Southern Nazarene University. They were doing some uh, videos and interviews for Homecoming, and they asked that I interview Dr. Katie Smith, who is, a, as you'll see, just a really impressive, wonderful person. And uh, she was kind enough to let me use that audio for the, the podcast here. So that's why the um, we'll discuss a little bit about the college, about the university that we attended, which is Southern Nazarene, like I mentioned. And then we'll also talk about servant leadership was the theme for the, the events they were doing. So that's kind of the heavy theme of what we're doing. But it's so cool. And she has such great insight on so many things that I'm grateful that she uh, gave me the permission to use it here. So I hope you'll enjoy. Welcome. Uh, we are here with Dr. Katie Smith. Uh, my name is Adam Toller. We are both SNU alumnus. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about service. We're yes. going to talk a little bit about who we are, what this school means to us, and especially to Dr. Katie. And she is going to kind of talk about service and how M SNU impacted her and tell us a little bit more about herself and then about her family and some of the things that she has done, which is totally impressive and awesome. And <laughs> I'm excited to hear about it. So first, tell us about when you graduated, SNU, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I came to SNU in 96 and was pre-med and graduated in 2000. Um, so I, uh, people will ask me like, why did you decide to do medicine? And um, I've tried to come up with something really altruistic, but my brother was finance major. He was on business gaming team. He was like amazing at those things. So I just figured I would do something to outshine him. So medicine was the choice. Take that. Um, and it worked out well, yeah. you know. Um, and so had some really good uh, faculty members here and educators who kept me from quitting. Um, sure, and that's important. <laughs> yes, and got me through. And then in 2000, went um, to the University of Oklahoma College of Medicine, stayed there for residency, so four years of medical school and then four years of OBGYN training. And at the end of my training, I had a mentor um, who I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, my husband had graduated from SNU behind me and then had his master's and he came, he's from Oregon. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm ready to move back. I've like held you hostage here for, you know, yeah. 12 years or whatever. And he was like, why don't we stay? And I was like, what? well, now I have to come up with a new plan, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, um, but one of my mentors said, I think that you would do well in academics and that this is a good fit for you. And so they offered me a job and, um, I've just said yes to anything and everything yeah. since then. So. And they haven't been able to shake you. You've been at OU since, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm the person who knows all of the, the people and can yeah. say, back in my day. Yeah. Know? We'll say Dr. Smith knows who that <laughs> yes, is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I too uh, graduated from SNU. I graduated in 05. Uh, so right there with you. And I was pre-med for six weeks. And so apparently our dedication was different. We, we both <laughs> should not give medical advice to anyone, at the, or I should not give medical advice, but we were both pre-med for a short time. Um, I was pre-med for six weeks until the first chemistry lab, and they were like, it's at five in the morning. And I was like, I don't think that works for my schedule. I've got some other things that kind of <laughs> are coming up around then. 
Um, so that was the end of my pre-med, and I ended up graduating with a degree in a multidisciplinary degree in business and psychology. So, and have used kind of both of those and have not used the pre-med for thankful for everyone who did not have to have me as their, <laughs> as, as their underperforming uh, yeah. medical doctor. Yeah. So I graduated in 05 and have done a number of things, publishing and sales and all kinds of different things. And have, we've sort of had an ancillary relationship. Yeah. I know who you are. Um, I've worked with your mom some and your family and, and love your husband and, and your kids. So as you've moved into this role, and you've moved into a real leadership role, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, at the university, talk about that a little bit, how that takes from being just a doctor who's seeing patients to yeah. sort of the service that you're bringing to a whole community. Yeah. So, you know, we really have three pillars. So patient care, education, and research um, with kind of a fourth pillar built in of leadership because none awesome. of those things happen without it. Um, and, you know, during my time there, uh, and I tell my new faculty, just say yes to everything <laughs> because people will keep asking you if you say yes and you'll find out what you like. Um, and so um, I did some leadership in medical student education and um, did a decent job at that. And so got asked to um, really for the OBGYN education, kind of lead all of that for yeah. a few years. And then um, last year uh, joined the staff of the Dean's office um, as the assistant Dean for student affairs. So it's fun. We make doctors. That's awesome. And so I tell people, you know, Dr. Smith's going to retire and someone's got to come and do all these things. And, you know, why not these people? And so it's fun to see the future of medicine and to, especially with our residents, you know, they are yeah spending 60, 80 hours a week in OBGYN, and so reminding them why they're there, teaching them, you know. I was with one of our residents who's gonna graduate in six months, and so, you know, today she said, I know how to do all these procedures, but troubleshooting. So yeah. we, you know, we worked on what are you gonna do when you're out there by yourself? Yeah. You know, it's the whole like Mike that. Tyson line. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Exactly. You know, and that really exactly. is. That, that's a big part of it. You so, have to know how to adjust. Exactly. So um, it's really fun. And um, a lot of what I do is, you know, where's where is medicine going? How do we support our students? Um, but at the same time, I still have a busy practice, so I get to serve patients and and um, give back in that way too. Right. And we were talking before and everything it was interesting to me that everything you said sort of led back to servant leadership and that's awesome because that whole yes mentality that yes attitude um sort of the live last attitude is such an important part of being me to me a human (laughs) but to to being a competent doctor and to being a teacher which is really what you are you're a teacher not only to your patients and to education and um that aspect of it so it's really cool to me to see that you've taken sort of the things that that developed here at SNU, some of that basis of that servant leadership, and you just kept saying yes. You just kept going up. Um, how does that work from a family standpoint? I know your schedule. I'm sure that right now you're even thinking so and so is probably doing this. I've got this patient doing that. You've got you have probably these multiple <laughs> yeah. chambers. I have one chamber and it doesn't work that well. So you're probably working through all these things right now. How does that work? You know, having a family and doing that. Um, my family is great. Yeah. Uh, my husband is in ministry, and I think he sees part of his ministry to support me in what I do. Um, you know, I always say, if something happens to you, uh, d- do not feel bad, but I will replace you in about 45 <laughs> seconds because I, I cannot do this alone. Nothing, you know? will, nothing will function, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to find one or two or three people who can do all of these yes. things. Um, and so, you know, just his flexibility and support of me and, you know, I, it, 
you know, in the person who comes home and says, they asked me to do this job and I said yes, but I for, I probably should have asked you <laughs> yeah. first. And he's like, no, you should do it. It's great. You know, so encourage me. Um, and I think for my girls, you know, just for me to be able to say, I mean, you can go and you can lead um, and you can be a leader in your field and you can make changes, you know, and just having them know that um, you can go and do great things. You can also serve God at the same time and that you can, you know, enjoy time with your family. So it's, you know, people ask me about, you know, work-life balance or how do you do it? And it's, it's all reshuffling, right? Yeah. So, I mean, last night was seventh grade English, you know, I'm like typing over here and quizzing my seventh grader on her English essay test. And, you know, today was all about patient care. And then I'll go back to, you know, so it's, it's where are the priorities and who needs their, who has needs that need to be met and figuring that out. So. And again, that goes back to that servant leadership. So let's talk about the basis again. Let's talk about SNU. That's why we're here, beyond <laughs> hearing your wonderful story. Do you have memories? Do you have faculty that stand out for you that sort of helped you? Because I'm so impressed by just your attitude. I think it's awesome that your willingness to say yes and your willingness to be a leader um, and set an example. I think um, I've heard the line that a lot of times people are getting ready to get ready. Mm-hmm. I think it was John Maxwell who said that there's a lot of people getting ready to get ready and you're not doing that. You are ready. You answer. <laughs> and that's a huge thing. That's a, that's an admirable quality that I think all of us should strive for. So what about SNU? When you were here, were there things that you took, sort of a foundational piece that led you down that road? Yeah. Um, there were definitely people who influenced me a lot. Um, Sharon Young and Nancy Halliday were here Absolutely. when I was here. I think not until I had left did I really, un- you know, you look back and yeah. you think, Man, I had all of this, you know. So to have um, an anatomist who knew so much and could teach so much, you know, um, Sharon Young especially just was the person who you would kind of have a crisis and say, "Where I'm giving my entire life to this. What am I doing? And she would just remind you that this is what you've been called to do, that everything's going to be okay. Um, I tried to quit. I made it longer than you before I tried to quit. So, you know, organic chemistry. I said, I'm done. Daryl Cox said, you're not done. This is what you were made to do. You're going to get, I mean, they just didn't let me give up. And I think that um, to have someone see who you are before you see it, to say, I see this in you, you can do this. I'm not letting you give up. And that's really something that, you know, I want to do in the people that I teach and lead is to say, I see this in you, you can do it. Let's get you there, you know, and just keep, keep pursuing and keep going, you know? And so I think, um, you know, and not just my like biology and science people, right? not just residents or not just things like just people in general. Exactly. So, and then a lot of faculty, you know, I think just, um, when, Medicine is hard. You sure. get your whole life to I it. know that after my six weeks. <laughs> um, <but> yes. <laughs> Very difficult for some of us. Yeah. Um, you get medical school, you get completely immersed. Sure. You, you give a lot. You know, I would come to church as a resident and, you know, Steve Green was the pastor and he'd start um, praying. And I would tell Jason, I'm going to the altar. And he'd say, are you okay? And I'd say, yes, Steve's going to pray for like 10 minutes. And I either have to sit down and take a nap here, or I can go to the altar and lay my head down. And people will think something's wrong, but I will get a micro nap in, you know. So, but um, just having that faith aspect to say, 
there is something else. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you are so immersed in, you know, trying to learn medicine, trying to do your best, you know, you're spending hundreds and hundreds of hours that you get so wrapped up in that and you need some sort of grounding. Right. You know, so to step away from that and, you know, when I was asking you, come to chapel and remember that... God is doing more than medicine. Right. That there's there are things going on. That there are, you know, lots of other other areas that are changing and working and developing. You know, and then beyond that. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. That, and it is. I think sometimes we forget that. And I know that even just in my role, I think we can get so inwardly focused. Not in a bad way. I think we all have to take care of what we have to take care of. But we can get so inwardly focused on on our trials and the things we're facing that it's easy to miss what other people are facing. And even outside of our specialty or outside of our field or outside of our family. And that's something I've tried to be better about lately. I've tried to be more outward focused and have have a heart for that. And I think the current climate probably speaks to that with COVID and all that's going on. Let's finish with that. How has that impacted you? How has that impacted work and has had you feel like that's been harder on the leadership side of things for you and on the especially the service side yeah um leadership definitely um i have used your mike tyson quote a lot you know i mean you come to work one day and the rules are different yeah you know and that's when you have a novel virus you don't know until you know and so you say okay we're doing and it's ever changing right yeah exactly um so you completely alter your curriculum now you're all online do you when do you send your students home is it a safe environment you know i'm showing up getting paid to be there the the place doesn't run without me but i have these vulnerable populations these students who like are there to learn but how much you know how much harm should they absorb right. by being there so it's it's a lot you know i do think though just from well and not just in covid but i think especially when people are under more stress, you just see more of their vulnerability. Right. But it is easy to say, like, oh, I worked forever and I'm tired and, you know, like. But especially when, I mean, I get to see patients in some of their best times. Right. And some of their worst times, you know. You get to give the best news in the world to people. And then sometimes you give the Hardest. worst news. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think remember. It's a good way to remember, you know, that what is hard for me, other people would give their left arm for. Right. You know? Perspective. Exactly. And so the job brings a lot of perspective, you know, remembering what it was like to be a student and a resident um, and having that empathy. And then just seeing a world that is hurting, people that aren't resourced, you know, um, that, you know, didn't have the opportunities. I mean... I had the opportunity to come to school here. I had amazing professors. Um, I got into medical school probably because it said SNU in big letters on the top of my paper. You know, reputation helps. So lots of things along the way as I look back, you know, that other people and their sacrifice and service got me to this place. And so for me to say, how do I give back? And how do I remember that even on my hardest day, it's a really good day, and I'm in a really good spot. So we're the people that aren't. How do I elevate them and make the day a little bit easier for someone who doesn't have any resources, comes to the hospital without any family, you know, in some sort of crisis? Right. So. That's like the, to me, that, that's the one that's beautiful, but that's like the summation of servant leadership, of feeling that your leadership, the responsibility that falls on you, is a responsibility to bring others up. 
and I think sometimes with leadership that can get lost. It, yeah. can, you, it can get lost. There's a power and there's, I've got to get this done. So I love hearing that from you. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. I've enjoyed um, this so much. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm really thankful to be able to give back even in this way and um, just share a little bit of my story. And uh, thanks for asking all the great questions. Absolutely. We are grateful to you. Thank you so much.